Hey everybody, I just wanted to do a very, very short podcast surrounding first-time homebuyers and what you can expect. And if you leave with nothing else, uh, know that you can expect the absolute unexpected when you buy an uh, apartment, uh, a house, or a condo in New York City. That's just the nature of the beast itself. You know, a lot of times clients will come to me and they won't have a real estate broker. So let me say number one. I think it's kind of important that if it's your first time purchasing, you at least explore the idea of actually getting a real estate broker for a variety of reasons. Um, number one is that they're going to know a lot more than you do about the process itself, and they can make it much more seamless than you can. Um, just to give an example, you know, if you buy a new construction, I always instruct my clients to get an inspection done prior to signing the contract. A variety of reasons for that, not the least of which is the fact that things can go wrong, things can be put together incorrectly. Um, and you don't want to buy something that's already crap. Sometimes people won't know that. Sometimes clients will hire me well into the process itself, and it's very difficult to get an inspection done after that because the sellers are eager to get into contract. Having a real estate agent or a real estate broker allows you to know these things and get these things done sooner. They can schedule walkthroughs with you. They can negotiate the price. Uh, they can uh, explain to you what the, the best and final offer really means. They can explain that you know, even if your offer is accepted by a seller, uh, the seller can nevertheless do open houses until you get into contract. And they can really fight for you. Yeah. So you know, before uh, I ate crow years ago, I said that there's absolutely no reason for a real estate agent or a real estate broker. I was totally wrong. The other thing you should keep in mind is that every single closing is different. Every single timeline is different. You know, typical questions I get is, how long does it take to close? Well, that really depends on whether or not you have a mortgage. That really depends on what you buy. Um, and that really depends on the seller. And I'll give you an example. In a typical co-op, <coughs> excuse me, you're not going to close before 90 days, typically. Why? Well, you got to put in the board application. You have to get a mortgage commitment from your bank, which is going to take a minimum of 45 days. I don't care what your mortgage broker tells you. It typically takes 45 days. Then the board has to meet you. And the board doesn't like meeting in the summertime. And so it may take a while to get a board meeting. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And it could take up to 90 days to close. On the flip side, if you're buying a house, right, and you're buying it cash, and there's no real issues, you can close in as little as two weeks because it may take title um, only a couple weeks to get your title report. And if there's no issues at all, you're good to go. So the timing really depends. The one thing I do want to impart um, is that you need a team. And it sounds super cliche to say these things, and I say it over and over again, but it's true. You need a mortgage broker or you need a bank that you're working with. You need an attorney lined up. You need someone to come and inspect the place itself. You need a real estate broker or a real estate agent and a couple other things. And you want to have these people in place sometimes prior to actually even looking for uh, the actual place itself that you're going to eventually buy. Why is that? If you have all your ducks lined up in a row and you find a place that you love, awesome. You know, everything's automatic from there on in. The real estate broker negotiates the deal. They send me the deal sheet. I start working on the contract. You start working with your mortgage broker or mortgage, let's say a bank, to make sure you get a good mortgage rate, uh, interest rate on your loan itself and that there's no issues. If you're doing it the flip way, which is essentially, I'm going to find the place, I'm going to find my team, it becomes a frantic, frantic search to get everything done. And that's not typically ideal or efficient, specifically if you're actually working, because there's a only a certain number of hours that you could put in during the day to do this and it tends to get super stressful and there's a lot that goes into it so i would tell you to number one make sure you have a team in place prior to even searching for this or prior to putting in an offer because you want to again have those ducks in a row the other thing i want to impart to you is that 
there are smoother transactions than some, but you're always going to be stressed. And it's our job as attorneys to minimize that and do everything possible to uh, do the best legal job and protect you in every way possible. But this is not just a financial decision that you're going to make, perhaps the most important one you're ever going to make, but it's also an emotional decision. You're going to want that particular house that you find. You're going to love it. You really are going to need it. And sometimes you're going to say, I need to get this done, you know, and things will pop up. There may be issues on the inspection, but you'll say, ah, I'll put that aside. That's not that big of a deal. And you'll go through with the purchase itself. Just understand that stress is part of the process. Hiccups are part of the process, and that's going to happen. Again, my job is to minimize that. Your mortgage broker's job is to minimize that. Um, you know, Even the real estate agent's job is to minimize that. And the only way to really minimize that is to know what you're getting into, right? Having knowledge of the entire situation, knowing what it means to be in contract and what happens to that 10%. Uh, that's being held in escrow, knowing how long it's typically going to take to close and what the steps are to closing and what your bank is really going to need from you to get that mortgage approved. If you know all those things, like anything else in life, if you're prepared with that knowledge, then things will go much smoother than if you're left in the dark over the entire scenario and you don't know what you just plunked down you know, half a million dollars on. So that's super critical to keep in mind. Um, and the last thing is that you should always be in communication with all sides. Again, this is a shorter podcast, so I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of what happens on a typical closing. But what I will say is this. You have to be an informed consumer. You have to know what your lawyer is doing at all times, right? And that means calling them or emailing them. And the same goes for your entire team, your mortgage broker, the bank, if it's the bank itself, uh, and your real estate agent. There's nothing wrong with calling once a week, once a day, whatever it is, to make sure you're comfortable with the progress of what's happening or make sure you know what the next step is. So being informed is a huge part of the process in terms of feeling as comfortable as you can possibly feel when you're spending a ton of money to buy your first place. Um, as always, I'm here. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, I'll be putting more and more of these podcasts up because I want you guys to find value uh, in this and I want you guys to understand the process by which you actually purchase a place itself. So any questions at all, feel free.